Well, everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast today, brought to you by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. We'll wrap up last week's news here. It is February 21st, 2022. Kind of a look back, a reflection on last week's Nationals news because there was a lot of it with the retirement of Ryan Zerman and then also uh, the news of Juan Soto turning down a $350 million contract that would span 13 years. Kind of a look back on that news and then some thoughts about the MLB lockout as it continues right now. That's coming up on today's show. Daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. You follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You can follow the show at LO underscore Nationals. Make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. The uh, We've been gaining more subscribers recently. Really appreciate all the support. Make sure you guys like the videos and comment. That's always a lot of fun to hear what you guys have to say. It gives me inspiration for future episodes as well. Uh, all right, so let's just first take a look back at the news from last week. Let's talk about it. Let's digest it some more. So the first thing that we had was um, Ryan Zerman retiring last week at the end of the 17 years that he spent with the organization. I think it's 17 um, and the 16 that he played. He set out the 2020 season. So 17 with the organization, 16 that he played world champion. You guys know the entire story. Um, for those last week, who felt like it was a, it was a bad week of news. Like I, I thought the Ryan Zerman news was. Um, it made me feel good actually. Like I think, I think that somebody that looked at the organization and looked at his own personal life and saw that they weren't heading in different directions, but like it was time for the playing part of his career with the nationals to come to an end. Um, we, we talked pretty extensively last week about who might replace Ryan Zerman, why they might replace him, what position, you know, what, what the mixture would look like. And it would be great to have a vet around, but I don't think they need him around just for the sake of having a vet around, right? They do have some guys on the roster who have played some baseball before. Now, there's not many of them, right? Um, but Josh Bell is there. Uh, Cesar Hernandez is there. Uh, they also brought in uh, Alcides Escobar, who's been there for the last couple of years, now be a couple of years. That was a guy that's got world championship experience. Juan Soto, like it or not, is, is becoming kind of a veteran. Victor Robles has been around for a while, although he's fighting for his job. And they've got vets on the pitching side of things as well. And your pitching staffs typically end up being kind of veteran. Um, they've got enough guys there on that front. So, you know, it's great to have Mr. National around, but it's not like there aren't guys that can help take care of the youngins that can put some of them under, you know, under their wing to kind of show them the ropes. It's not like they're short on that. And also, um, I think Ryan next year would be taking away reps, would be taking away opportunities from guys that we have to see if they can play. Because the thing is, 
Ryan was not going to stick around for like two or three more years, you know, three or four more years, I'd say. It was probably going to be a one to two year thing, if that, if he stuck around. Yeah, I think two years might have been pushing it. It felt like it was more of a one year thing. And so we know what Ryan Zerman is, but we also kind of know that he's probably not going to be a part of the next contending team the Nationals have. So him stepping aside at that time makes a lot of sense. It makes me glad for him, makes me glad for the organization. That's kind of this mutual love. This was not a taking the dog behind, you know, taking the, the the horse behind the barn and putting him out the pasture type situation. This was a guy going out on his own terms, which is something that we love to see, right? We want to see guys in sports, particularly guys that are hometown heroes, go out on their own accord. So that is how I feel about that situation. Just kind of looking back on it now, as we are now, you know, we've got basically a week of space between the news is that I'm glad Ryan Zerman's retiring. I'm so glad he plans on being a part of this DC family to start the term for the wizards to be a part of this DC community uh, moving forward. You know, I'm excited to see Kevin Franzen in the booth, but I kind of wish Ryan could have gotten on that sooner. Cause I think we could have seen Ryan go straight to the booth. Now, Maybe he wants some time off to spend with his family. I'm excited to see. Also, managerial-wise, he said something that he would have interest with in the future. I'm really excited to see where that part of his career goes. So just kind of those are my thoughts as we hit that part uh, of this conversation. All right, what else happened last week? Well, the news came out, uh, thanks to ESPN Deportes and ESPN, that Juan Soto turned down a very large, very lucrative 13-year, $350 million contract extension. I feel like I sound like Michael Cole uh, talking about uh, CM Punk, if you guys are wrestling fans. CM Punk has turned out a very large, very lucrative contract uh, offer from WWE. Now, uh, Juan Soto turned down 13 years, $350 million from the Washington Nationals. It came out this offer was made before the lockout. Um I think once again, there were a lot of people out there who reacted to me, who t- who came, you know, texted me, who tweeted stuff out, DM me, whatever, who said things like, oh my goodness, he's gone. This is it. He's out of here. It means he's off. He's off the races. No more Juan Soto. No, this is a starting point in what might be a year long years, not multiple years, year long negotiation. The second this guy began to, to produce and then, uh, you know, produced even more and more as the years went by. We knew that this conversation might come up. I think once we saw him having an MVP caliber situation or season last year, um, it just reinforced what we already knew. This guy is a superstar. Emphasis on this: there are stars, there are superstars. He is a superstar. He is not just a uh, tremendous potential marketing. Uh, opportunity. He is not going to just put the Soto on the back of the shirt, which I think he does eventually at some point in time. Um, he is an exceptional baseball player. He's not just hitting balls to the moon. He's hitting balls to the moon at all parts of the ballpark. He is hitting balls on the ground to all parts of the ballpark. He's getting on base at a rapid rate. He's hitting balls in the gap right. He's hitting balls to the gap left. He's hitting uh, against the shift. He's getting hits into the shift. This guy does it all. He does everything he asks him to do. He's getting better at defense. The complete package. 
great uh, attitude, it appears. He appears to be somebody who is a very uh, positive young man, very, still a young man, still, you know, in, in, his, uh, in his early 20s. I always forget exactly how old Juan is. I believe at this point he's still 23. He'll turn 24. October 25th, 1998 is his birthday. He is, uh, he is I'm a little bit over a year older than Mr. Juan Soto. So, um, uh, yeah, year and a half, year and a half older than Juan Soto is. And he is already uh, one of the best hitters in baseball. Period. Um, this is the you know he, he's it's going to be a long negotiation because you know, you're going to be negotiating the most lucrative contract in baseball history. Now, five hundred million dollar man, I tend to think not. Four hundred million dollar man, hell yeah, that's going to happen. Um, hopefully, it's the Washington Nationals that do that because that's good for baseball. I don't want to see Juan Soto go to the New York Mets. I don't want to see Juan Soto go to a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees. I want to see players be dispersed throughout different markets. And the Nationals are not so it's not, it's not, this is not, um, uh, this is not a smaller market team. Well, I guess you could say it's smaller market. Like, I don't know. Washington DC is kind of a mid market. It's just, it's a weird market because of the way, uh, DC is one of those melting pot cities where it is such an interesting collection of people because you've got the, um, the youths, right? A lot of young people that live in the surrounding areas of DC. Uh, you've got the uh, you got a lot of people who are Washington football fans, right? All right. You've got the urban community, obviously, in DC. You've got the political community that is in DC. A little mixture of all of that, right? And, and so there is such a weird mix in DC. It's a large television market. Uh, it is, but uh, it's kind of one of those. It, it's not. It's not New York. It's not Los Angeles. It's not Chicago. Uh, it's not a Anaheim, it, but it's, it's, you know, it's not, I'm saying it's like, you know, those are the lesser ones. Not, not a Anaheim is not a, uh, I think it's a little, you know, bigger than like a Tampa Bay, uh, kind of markets like that. It's kind of one of your mid markets. So it's important for, for, for places like DC to hang on to players like this, you know, places like, like Milwaukee, it is important to hang on to their stars. St. Louis, the, the middle to, to, to major Mark Kansas cities of the world. It's important for those places to hang on to their stars. So there is more parity in terms of where the big guns are playing. It's important for, you know, I know Anaheim is kind of uh, Los Angeles, but it's important for Shohei to stay and not go to a Dodgers, right? It's important for him to be in places like that. Uh, it's good, nice for Philadelphia is the world to have big stars. I know it's a bigger market, but still, you know, you, you want, you want the stars to be spread out. And so Juan Soto leaving, like if, if Juan were to leave, how many places could he actually reasonably go? That list is not massive. Uh, now maybe people would say it maybe becomes bigger because more teams are like his generational star. We got to be able to come out here and go and get him. Um, but you know, in terms of the monetary hit, how many owners in major league baseball have shown their willingness to pay large sums of money to players. It's not always that extensive. So, to me, um, you know, I think once again, 13 for 350 is not an offer that I would accept if I was him. It's also not, not an offer I would scoff at. I would say, nope, that offer is not interesting to us. Uh, at starting point, that, that's we're, we're thinking much, much higher, which is completely okay, folks. It's okay. So the world, the sky, once again, the sky is not falling when it comes to Juan Soto. It feels like some people think that. It is not. Patience, my friends. Patience with everything happening right now, though it's hard to keep patience with Major League Baseball. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends 
at Built Bar. You guys can go to Built.com today. That is Built.com. You guys can check out all the flavors that they have right now. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They've got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off on your first order with promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com today. Uh, Also, today's show is brought to you by our friends from rockauto.com. You guys go to rockauto.com today. You guys can check out the extensive list of parts for your car or truck that they have now. Rockauto.com has got all kinds of things. They've got tail lamps, they've got carpet, they've got mirrors, anything you can uh, you need for your vehicle, they've got there. Why would you spend up to 30, 50, and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? A Honda Odyssey fuel pump is three fifty three from a chain store. It's only two sixteen at RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online or do-it-yourselfers for twenty years. Once again, they have everything you could need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So you guys can go there today, check that out. Right, locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, box? That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, friends. So the Major League Baseball lockout continues. And I'm coming at it from this angle right now. I want you all, at your earliest convenience, if you're driving, do not do this. No usage of phone while driving. If you are at a computer or whatever, I want you guys to Google Washington Nationals. It's something that I do every single day. Um, I do it every single day just to check the news, whatnot. Comes up the schedule. And what you will see, canceled, 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 canceled. First six games that you see are canceled right now. I think actually the first, let's see, eight games you will see are canceled. It's sad. It is upsetting. It's, uh, I just yawned, and that just shows you what baseball is at this point in time. It is currently a yawn. Um, but we're at a point right now where – uh, the, the season is beginning to become in danger. And if you all have listened to this show, uh, you know, you guys have heard me talk about my affinity for spring training because I think of what it does for especially pitchers. I talk about this a lot. Every podcast is somebody's first. For those of you who are new, big believer, and I'm sure you all believe this too, that, that players are creatures of habit. Spring training is one of the big habits that they have and the habits they cultivate during spring training, especially for the young players, of which the Nationals have many, are very important. Over the last three years, you have to go all the way back to 2019 for this, all right? Think about the Nationals, too, winning the World Series that year, longer season for them. So the Nationals go from uh, normal season, right? Actually, you can go back to 2018 if you want to. Normal length season, all right? 19, World Series Championship, normal season. 20, shortened season, all right? Shortened season, weird spring training. 21, normal season. 22, not normal season. In terms of length, it might end up being normal, but in terms of spring training, not normal. So these creatures of habit over the last four, and I even call it five years ago, 
uh, and, and for the Nationals, full season, full season all the way to a championship, shortened season with cutoff spring training, back to a normal spring training, back to an unnormal, uh, an abnormal spring training. Um, the abnormal is becoming the normal. This is not good, in my opinion, for player health. Obviously, this is not good for fan interest. The problem is the stories we're seeing right now, and it's a story that needs to be told, obviously, the Tyler Skagg story. Um, but this is not – it's just not been a positive news for Major League Baseball. And some good news is that they're uh, apparently going to be coming to the bargaining table as early as Monday, sources tell ESPN's Jeff Passan, while um, – uh, let's see. Well, exact plans are not finalized. Multiple owners and players are expected to fly in for sessions leading up to MLB's slated uh, Feb 28 deadline. They've got seven days before that. Meanwhile, a bargaining session between Major League Baseball and the Players Union lasted just 15 minutes. This coming from Thursday, I believe, um, and produced little progress toward a new collective bargaining agreement. Sources familiar with the situation told uh, ESPN. Now, I believe the M- the Major League Baseball Players Association gave a proposal over to Major League Baseball in that meeting. So obviously they have to kind of go back and take a look at this proposal. Now I'm sure they could have had copies of it before or whatever. But um, yes, concerns continue to, go, to to grow here. But at this point in time, we're seeing that, um, you know, that, that, that spring training is going to be postponed. So these communities, and this is something that a lot of my friends have pointed out, uh, people that I work with, these communities where spring training happens, it's important. There's a lot of workers who are currently not being able to to work, you know, uh, facility workers, uh, you know, restaurants obviously depend on people coming down for spring training for Grapefruit League, uh, Cactus League, spending time, you know, fans coming and watching these things. So many industries have been hurt. And I, I know it's a broken record. I know people on, on Twitter are complaining, but this sport's inability to get out of its own way. There had to, I'm not, I'm not some labor expert here, but I have to believe that there is a way they could have negotiated about their upcoming CBA before this happened. But there were large swaths of time, at least in my judgment, my, what I see here where nothing at all was happening. Just both sides were kind of like, yeah, we'll set these dates. We'll meet. Hopefully we'll get it done. And Evan Drellich, I referenced this article that he had a while ago over at The Athletic, but he had mentioned, look, uh, you know, usually the best offers don't come in till late. Well, we're getting pretty late in the game. Now that we're canceling spring training, now that guys aren't reporting, except for minor leaguers that are starting to go to do their thing, um, you know, this is this is a this is a pretty bad situation. I will say, college baseball started this weekend. Maybe in the interim we can promote some more college baseball. We can see more of that on television, but I think uh, what we're thinking, you know, what we're seeing right now is crunch time. This is where everybody's got to come together and get something done. Hopefully they can do so. Hopefully they can get things done before, you know, and get us kind of back on track, get pitchers and catchers reporting, get guys to camp, get them back to the natural flow. Sure. I'm sure baseball players and pitchers, especially, are doing things on their own. I'm 100% sure of that, but there's nothing like that. Okay, we're together now. We're being coached up by our coaches with our guys. We're getting the treatment. You know, we're, we're starting to ramp up for the season that's coming. Not getting guys in the correct clock, it scares me. It really scares me, and it makes me worry for the health and for the Nationals, the team to struggle with the health, especially in that pitching department. Consistency is something that is paramount for the Nats right now. 
All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore nationals. You can follow us at, uh, uh, yeah, LO underscore nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Make sure you guys subscribe, tell your friends, upvote, give us some comments. And also check us out. If you guys can't watch our videos, you can find us. Uh, if you guys want to listen to us in the car or whatever, wherever you guys get your podcast, just look up Locked on Nationals. All right. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.